uh, listen, uh, I am a, a, a happy member of the Bohemian Grove. I like the, the folks who come there, and uh, it's really inappropriate for me to uh, talk about a, uh, uh, the group beyond that. Thank you. Have you been there for the ceremony with uh, the cremation of care? Uh, frankly, that's, uh, that, uh, I don't think that's something I need to talk to you about. You, you, you have, you, this is what's called ambush journalism, and I disrespect you for that as well. So thank have you, you and goodbye. Been the ritual? That's none of your damn business. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Joshua, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today, we're continuing on our summer theme and heading on a great little 17-day vacation to the Bohemian Grove. What's the best vacation you guys have ever taken? San Francisco. Oh, yeah? Yeah. From my honeymoon. Very nice. Life. I love that place. That's a great, great city. Did you get some seafood while you were there? Sure did. A little fish action? Some crab. Ooh. Some lobster bisque. Fresh lobster bisque. You're speaking my language, yeah. my friend. Oh, mm. That was breakfast every morning. Yum. April, best vacation you've ever taken? Oh, boy. Josh is going to roll his eyes because I bring this up occasionally and he gets really annoyed. But uh, probably when I took my month-long sabbatical to uh, England, I went there, I cashed out my 401k and took all the money I had and and flew out there and lived there for a month and flew back and and that was that. Did you give a big wink to Prince Charles while you were there? Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really fun. I liked it a lot. I um Just actually the- after I got back, this is before I met Josh. I considered moving there. Oh wow! Really? So, yeah. Well, it was it was that good. The food was amazing. Really, um, I always thought it, the food was no. It's excellent. I mean, once you have English fish and chips. That's that's it. I came back here and it's not the same. Nothing is the same. Yeah, that I can imagine. I'm a big lover of fish and chips. Yeah. And it's not like and you have to go to a hole in the wall like right next to a pub. Oh, oh, so good. I love the mom and pops. What about you, Josh? Best vacation? Well, despite the fact that we have this great queen cover happening here, uh, I'm going to bring it down. Oh, <laughs> I would say that I've never really been on a vacation. Oh, Josh, mm-hmm. we got to get you on a vacation. Yeah. Um, growing up, we... A my, poor black man. <laughs> a lot of truth in that. Uh, we never had money. And so the only ever, things that we ever did were camping excursions. And I hated camping when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, my parents took us to... A couple places like Tequamanin Falls, and that's beautiful, though. Mm-hmm. But being young and I hated it. Uh, really? I just want to get my platinum in Final Fantasy. I got my platinum in travel. Yeah, it, we just, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, literally, I just wanted to be home playing video games, and and so that was all we did. Uh, so now- I've never had a a trip to L- London or. 
Florida or Vegas or anything like that. So take your family. Well, eh, hopefully, maybe because it would be nice to actually go on a cruise or something and or go to Mexico. Yeah. When you make regular prostitute, you should do that. It'd be nice. Yeah, you will. I, I hear vacations are fun, and I'm in my almost mid thirties. Yeah, nice to experience it at least once in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls out there, Joshua needs to take a vacation. Amen. Yep. Hit that donate button. Uh, my favorite vacation. Well, if I had to be literal, would have been the time that me and my wife went to Ireland for a week. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. But I would also cite the five years I was in the service because I got to live in Greece, Iceland, Greece. and Cuba. Cuba. It was fun. I had a blast. See the world. Travel is important. Travel <laughs> teaches you a lot. So, without further ado. We're heading for a scale, ladies and gentlemen. Is a secret wooded campground full of immensely powerful drunken leaders in red robes making human effigy sacrifices to a god named Moloch who looks like an owl in the name of teamwork against taking responsibility for the crimes of which they commit horrors on mankind. Creepy. (laughs) Joshua. Uh, Yeah, that's... that's, When you put it that way. I mean, yeah, that's definitely a 10 because... You have all these people that have the ability to press the red button to make nuclear bombs fly places and whatnot. <laughs> and if they're fucking drunk and probably on ecstasy and snorting coke off of hookers' long nipples, I mean, yeah, that can be pretty shitty. Off of Ryan's nipples. <laughs> so, yeah, that, 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 that's a 10, man. I'm covering my erasers. April, what do you got to say? Oh, boy. Yeah, I'd have to give that a solid eight. Okay. I, I don't know. I have to hear more about it before I can, you know, make Understood. a make a decision. But, yeah, the, just the beginning, that opener. I'm more creeped out by the fact that you said that all in one breath. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. That was some, uh, Hats yeah. off to you. Thank you. Sometimes I work on this show. <laughs> Larry? Yeah, I'm going to give it... <clears throat> Part of me wants to go. I'm going to give it a seven. Okay. I, 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 It's the secrecy part that I think gets people all riled up. Mm-hmm. But that's the point of a secret fucking club. <laughs> right. I'm with you on the seven. I'm going to match that. So, I got to ask you guys, before we kind of delve into the history, break this whole down before we take a break... Um, what do you think a conversation between world leaders is like? Especially a bunch of camping in the woods, world leaders drunk on their asses. I've had almost an entire bottle of wine. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> kill any hookers lately? I just gotta be honest with you. I'm curious now that I've been a part of this bohemian grove. What do you think a dick tastes like? Do you have any STDs? <laughs> See that man with the beard over there? I think he's got a pretty dick. They both enjoyed the penis together. <laughs> anyway, I'm just curious what you guys... The hotel was great. The amenities, unbelievable. You want me fluff your pillow? <laughs> so here's what we know according to the quote-unquote internet. Big Brother slash Wikipedia 
says that the Bohemian Grove is a tw- is a 2700 acre campground located at 2601 Bohemian Avenue in Monte Rio, California. So secret they give out the address. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's a big piece of land. I mean, it's supposed to be like a hotel or type resort thing. I mean, do they all have their own fucking mansions? No, it's all campsites. Hmm. They're roughing it. They're roughing it with like a Without 75 a, foot trailer with or with insane yacht. They put their yacht on wheels and drive it. <laughs> <laughs> their diesel fueled yacht. Belonging to a private San Francisco based men's art club known as the Bohemian Club. In mid July each year, Bohemian hosts, Bohemian Grove hosts a two week, three weekend encampment of some of the most prominent men in the world. It's like 17 fucking days. What do you guys do with that much time on a vacation? Sleep. <laughs> You'd sleep 17 days? Well, come I'd on. What would you lot. do? Come on. I, picture yourself a wide open campground. <laughs> You're going to do butt sex? Okay. I, I guess I would. Uh, I, I would, bought a dildo. <laughs> I would buy a dildo and put some strings on it and make it a dildo base for my butt. <laughs> Larry's got too much power with this sound. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest with you. I think day one, I'd be happy to be on vacation. Yes. And I would, I would get powerfully drunk, that probably. first day is the best day, I think, you, of vacation. You, you yep. throw your bags in the campsite. All your friends are there. You're like, oh, Dick Cheney, what's up, buddy? Oh, still rolling. <laughs> Looking like the penguin. got a heart transplant for the 13th town. He would start a pacemaker. And then he's like, hey, you want to go out and shoot with me, buddy? Yeah, but we're going to hit you. Hey boy, you, you got go a big, you got a big back of your head looks like a target. <laughs> it looks like I hit that thing broadside of a barn. So there's these 17 days. So you get the first day drunk. Day two, I'd still have stamina. I'm thinking I would be able to get that drunk happening again, probably mm-hmm. midday. Day three, I'd regret day two, <laughs> and then day four, give up on booze until probably 10 p.m. When I'd say I can still drink, I'm fine. And then the next three days, I regret my life decision. So that's like eight days. That's there's still isn't seven that more. your regular work week. It kind of is. <laughs> I guess my trips need to not focus on booze so much. So, unless it's year, a booze cruise, yeah, it's that's tough though. With the sea, so I'm powering. Okay, up a land dramamine and ranadine, and I guess between they call, I was about to say, what is a land booze cruise? But it's just camping. Yeah, that's literally the definition <laughs> of camping. A la- you've heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. A land cruise <laughs> is just camping. <laughs> So every year in mid-July, a few hundred members gather in California to get shitty for 17 days. Most of these people feature very large political figures, past and present. And according to an article by Vanity Fair called A Guide to Bohemian Grove by Julian Sankton. Is it a pamphlet you can pick up at the local hotel? <laughs> Probably. Right next to the, point, the wooden character <coughs> museum. Yes. At this point, I would... Uh, oh, look, I think it's a tiny George Bush carved in oak. With a map. <laughs> Of the entire site. Like, if you want to get concessions. Oh, look, they're playing cricket. Here's Star Wars land. Here's Daffy Duck land. <laughs> oh, here's the Rape Little Children exhibit. Hmm. Here's the golf course. Hey, there's Trump. You got to sign a waiver there. <laughs> to join the Bohemian Club, you must either be invited by several members or wait patiently for decades. And then there's the $25,000 initiation oh. fee. And then the hefty yearly dues. Cha-ching. Judging from the roster, which currently numbers about 2,500, it helps to be a Republican and white. Grovers have included captains of industry, 
politicians and the occasional artists to keep true to the club's well bohemian roots. The following men are some of the most well-known attendees, both members and regular guests of the Bohemian Club encampments past and present. And here we go. Here's your list of fucking masters of the master industry. George H.W. Bush. George. Exactly. George W. Bush. Dick Cheney. Calvin Coolidge. Is a, He's so cool. It's in his name. Exactly. <laughs> Walter Cronkite. Cronkite? Is he any relation to Walter Cronkite? <laughs> yeah. That's going on. Famous the teller of news. Bing Crosby, famous singer slash pussy magnate. Ooh, he loves him. John F. DuPont, famous sucker of carpet. Boobs, pussy, boobs, pussy, boobs, pussy. Clint Eastwood. Dwight Eisenhower, the famous president slash general. Yep. Gerald Ford, hey, he was a president. Mm-hmm. And from our hometown. Grand Rapids. Represent. Charlton Heston, famous hater of apes. And lover of guns. Herbert Hoover. Lover of vacuums. Jack Kemp. Lover of hemp. It was Kemp. But oh, okay. my bad. <laughs> Henry Kissinger, famous kisser of boo-boos. Jack London, famous wolf lover. Love. <laughs> Colin Powell. Lover of colon. <laughs> maybe it's cool ronald reagan famous lover of mommies and trickle down economics david and Rock- jelly beans oh yeah he did love him some jelly beans yeah, he did. david rockefeller nelson rockefeller theodore roosevelt carl rove donald rumsfeld R- what was that name again rumsfeld come on don't make me mispronounce my <laughs> i didn't make you mispronounce nothing this bottom lip gets boozy <laughs> All right, Charles Schwab, famous maker of ear schwabs, and Mark Twain, teller of kick-ass tales, grower of wow, killer that's an, mustache. It's an odd one. That is. In Boy, fact, Oppenheimer came up with the bomb. He was also one of the guys who came up with the bomb while he was with his rich political counterparts in the grove. I got an idea. Explode people. It's gonna be. Uh, you, you can you listen. It's gonna be like. And they're dead. Oh, no. We need to run away. Ah, shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, believers in the Illuminati generally cite the Grove as evidence that there is a new world order. New world order. New, new, new world order. The place is situated 75 miles north of San Francisco. The Bohemian Grove covers, like I said, 2,700 acres <laughs> of magnificent... Magnificent... <laughs> Magnificent. McScaffigans. She's the main villain in a Disney movie. (laughs) Professor. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. There's a persona for... There's too many of them. Um, The 2,700 acres cover the Douglas firs and redwoods, some over 1,000 years old. As of 2007, there were... 118 camps distributed around the site's central feature, a man-made lake watched over by a towering owl shrine where the infamous cremation of care ceremony is held at the beginning of each encampment. So how did this all begin? The tradition of summer encampment was established six years after the Bohemian Club was formed in 1872. Wow, it's that old? Yes, very old. Henry... Harry Edwards, a stage actor and founding member, announced that he was relocating to New York City to further his career. On June 29th, 1878, somewhere somewhat near that 
um, 100 Bohemians gathered in the Redwoods in Marin County near Taylorville for an evening send-off party in Edward's honor. Freely flowing liquor and some Japanese lanterns put a glow to the festivities, and club members retired at a late hour to the modest comfort of blankets laid on the dense mat of redwood needles. This festive gathering was repeated the next year without Edwards and became the club's yearly encampment. By 1882, the members of the club camped together at various locations in both Marin and Sonoma County, including the present-day Moore Woods and a redwood grove that once stood near Duncan's Mills. Several miles down the Russian River from their current location, from 1893, Bohemians rented the current location and in 1899 purchased it from Melvin Cyrus Meeker, who had developed a successful logging operation in the area. Gradually, over the next decades, members of the club purchased land surrounding the original location to the perimeter of the basin in which it resides. Hmm. Now, writer and journalist William Henry Irwin said of the Grove, You come upon it suddenly. One step and its glory is over you. There is no perspective you cannot get far enough away from. One of the trees to see it as a whole. There they stand, a world of height above you. The pinnacles hidden by their topmost fringes of branches or lost in the sky. Not long after the club's establishment by newspaper journalists, it was com- commandeered by prominent San Francisco businessman who provided the financial resources necessary to acquire further land and facilities at the Grove. However, they still retained the Bohemians, the, the quote-unquote Bohemians, the artists and musicians who continued to entertain international members and guests. The club's motto is, quote, weaving spiders come not here, unquote, which implies that outside concerns and business deals, networking, are to be left outside. Okay, I like that. No shop talk. Mm-hmm. Exactly. When gathered in groups, Bohemians usually adhere to this injunction, although discussion of business often occurs between pairs of members. Important political and business deals have always been developed at the Grove. So, Ryan. Ryan. What the fucking... What the fucking... Fuck. Fuck. Where's the conspiracy and Where's why should we be worried? And why should we be worried? The powerful people getting drunk and maybe sleeping with a bar wench or their buddy Bill with good lips and sweet hips. Whoa. Oh, hey. hey now. I'll tell you why. Because those hips don't lie. Mm, thank you, Shakira. It's intensely secretive. Oh, she baby, cracked when the, you talk like that. She cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> she had the sweet hips and lips. It's intensely secretive. Yes, we know things about it because of hard-hitting journalists and our lord and patriot Alex motherfucking Jones breaking in and recording the primitive and creepy cremation of care ceremony of which the human effigy is burned. And we will post the link to the effigy burning that he got. So. Yes. Let me flip this. Flip it. Let's talk about this damn owl. I did, what? what was that? Let's talk about this damn fowl. Let's talk about this owl. Who? The scary owl. Who? Who? The cremation of care. Who? Who? Why is this hooter so freaky? Hooters? <laughs> Ooh. Well, according to JesusIsSavior.com, the group participants performed druid-like ceremonies before a huge stone owl, complete with robes, fire incantations, and other rituals. But is there wings? Yes. Only after you drink Red Bull. Because, I mean, you go to the hooters for food, right? You go for the wings, and the fries are pretty good, too. You come for the wings, you save for the tits. Joshua, you've been to Hooters? I have. Good food? The food is fantastic. Service? It was uh, pretty good. Did you leave there with a Hooter in your hand? I left with some leftovers on my chest. 
But it was barbecue sauce. Oh, I thought. Never mind. That's cool. You eat like a. Have you been to Hooters, Ryan? Yes, in the Navy. In the Navy. April. Never. She wants to go to the men's version of that. Tutors. Wieners. Wieners. Yeah. <laughs> they serve hot dogs there. That's yep, all that, they, they just it's serve all, hot dogs. All the men walk around in assless chaps. It's all it's all served aren't, to you at crotch level. Aren't assless chaps kind of like if they had an it's ass, a bit redundant. pants. Yeah. yeah. I've been to yeah, I've been to Hooters before. I actually it was funny because my wife would always ask me, Where do you want to go to for dinner? I'd always joke around Hooters. I think she got so fed up, she's like, Fine, we're going to Hooters. <laughs> and we went there and uh the waitress paid extra special attention to me. Oh boy! Playing tic tac toe with ketchup on a plate, and I thought my wife was gonna chop her in the throat. <laughs> but was the food good? The food, the wings are actually really good there. I, I remember the mozzarella sticks also were fantastic. Uh I don't remember mozzarella. Sticks. He's a connoisseur of mozzarella I, sticks, I, so I just, just take his word for that. I don't so know, I, those never—it's like they're not that good. So You've I guess been the, to the wrong places. I've had so, them all. Yeah. So I guess, I guess so. In theory, being. Um, your friend, I should take note that you consistently kept bringing up Hooters, so I should just need to keep bringing up the rusty uh, sheriff's badge slash anal sex with my wife, and before you know it... Butt sex. It'll happen. In the butt. <laughs> Dreaming it, it'll happen, ladies and gentlemen. Just so... Let me blow your minds a little bit here, ladies and gentlemen. On the $1 bill, there is a small owl just to the left of the one which appears on the upper right-hand corner of the dollar bill. But what does the owl symbolize? The owl is a symbol of wisdom. Owls can see in the dark. They can see what we cannot see. Likewise, members of the Illuminati are privileged to information that is hidden from the general public. The public? The pubic? Yeah, the pubic. <laughs> the are, general pubic. We are kind of hidden from everybody's <laughs> the pu- pubic. pubic area, unless you're a drunk. <laughs> the owl is a nocturnal bird of prey with strong talons. Talons. Tal- not the, talons. The owl has been associated with wisdom, books, occult knowledge, shamanism, and other spiritual man- matters. And suckers. Suckers, yes. A one, it's a two, two a, a three. three. <laughs> a three. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> occult knowledge, shamanism, blah, blah, blah. As mentioned, the owl is a bird of the night, so an association with the moon is also suggested. They have short tail feathers and are silent in flight, stealth-like. They seem curious about things, but are happy to sit and wait until the time is right to obtain their goals or catch and conquer their prey. Mm-hmm. Now, the demon goddess Lilith is represented throughout history as an owl. She has owl. a fair, doesn't she? What? Lilith has a fair. Yeah. The Lilith... It just happened to me. Well, just so you know, that's the demon goddess, Lilith. She throws quite a fair. Okay. Okay. If the, the teacup ride and the zipper. Exactly. I think. Oh, and the scissor? The scissor ride? Yep, the um, scissor ride as well. A study of the demon goddess of Lilith will reveal the dark secrets behind the owl of Bohemian Grove. Few magical orders exist dedicated to the undercurrent of Lilith and deal in intentations specifically related to the arcana of the first mother. Two reputable organizations that aggressively use intentions and magic associated with Lilith are the Ordo Antichristanius Illuminati and the Order of Phosphorus. Author Joshua Seraphim has written three texts associated with the Aragor of Lilith entitled Rite of Lilith, Confessions of Ex-Litu, and The Lamentations of Lilith. 
Lilith appears as a succubus in Aleister Crowley's De Art Magica. Lilith has also been one of the middle names of Crowley's first child. Now, <laughs> Alistair Crowley, Alistair Crowley, we kind of covered briefly during the Black Magic episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. and I think I got a few things. I got a few things off, but I think mostly what I want to say now is that he hated being titled a black magician slash slash wizard. I think he was all about enlightenment. He's like, I'm an African American wizard. <laughs> exactly. I think we brought that up during that too. It's a callback. Exactly. So the girl's name, by the way, was Ma Anathor Hectate Sappho Jezebel Lilith Crowley. That'd the be third. hard to call wow. out in bed. The third. That's a big signature. <laughs> she is sometimes identified with Babylon in Thelematic writings. A Thelematic rite, based on an earlier German rite, offers the invocation of Lilith. Now, read here about the wicked witchcraft of Lilith and how it relates to the owl. Lilith is the myth- mythological first wife of Adam. Not Eve. No. She, like Adam, was created by God from the dust of the earth in the image of God. He created them, male and female, he created them in Genesis one twenty seven. Being the first reference... I can't dance. <laughs> wrong Genesis. Oh, okay. Being the Damn first it. reference to human life in the Bible, it would seem that Eve came later fashioned from a rib taken from Adam while he slept. This is to be called Ow. woman, for this was taken from man, Genesis 2.24. This strange anomaly can be only explained by assuming that there was a female human before Eve. Since only Eve is subsequently present in the Garden of Eden, her predecessor must have departed before Eve's arrival on the scene. One can only assume that Lilith's near-total absence, aside from the oblique reference to screech owls from the Judeo-Christian Bible, is a matter of prejudice on the part of the male patriarchal authors. Now, Semitic legend describes Lilith as having a base nature and a taste for biting Adam and drinking his blood. Metal. She had refused to submit to Adam's authority and a preference for being on top. Yeah. And in a fit of pique. Sorry, I gotta look. <laughs> she uttered there. the only ineffable name of God and flew up into the air, only to be cast down by God into the desert waste where she took up residence. The only mention of Lilith, by the way. By name in the standard Christian Bible is in Isaiah, where a passing reference is made about her living in the desert. Lilith is described as either a winged serpent or a screech owl, or an anthropomorphic combination thereof. Now, what was her primary thing? She murdered infants. Obviously, it was reverse cowgirl. <laughs> she murdered infants. I heard she gave it would great appear oh. It would appear from the perspective of modern medicine that infants who succumb to sudden infant death death syndrome would have been thought to have been victims of Lilith and who torments men at night who sleep alone the original succubus Lilith herself which we will we did cover yeah Valentine's days or part two and part one yes in modern mythology Lilith has become a symbol to many feminists of the independent woman which you go go. girl there you go with Lilith there Mm -hmm. Sarah McLaughlin Save the puppies. Um, Feminists of the independent woman who refuses to submit to the control of men. While this is certainly an aspect of the Aragor, there is a strong sexual component to Lilith's nature that must be recognized. She is more than just an uppity woman. She is the power of primal lust in female form, and also she is death, and this cannot be ignored when working with her magically. Now, 
Think about this. Lilith is described as a winged serpent or a screech owl, owl who murders infants. The goddamn hooter is killing babies. What the fuck? God, let's take a break before Leap. I faint. I, I worked here for 11 years and uh, educated myself. What do they think of us? Well, fodder units is what they're the, the, the truth is, when you're quiet and you listen, you learn. And around these people, the quieter you are, the more you learn. And when you're a semi-intelligent person with integrity, you know when you're being taken. And you, but you're quiet. You listen. You keep your enemies close. That's right. Uh, man, I, I got to tell you though that the sheriff department's gonna know me. Okay. Um. Okay. So I knew about the cloning of sheep before it happened. Years. I knew about HIV and mosquitoes be, years before they knew about. Because the old, no, the old men they they get freaked out and they have these big conferences with the head. You know, help people of the world. I was friends with the paramedics. But my, I'm really happy this day has come. I've been wanting it for a really long time. I could tell you that they refer to everybody outside the club as little men. Huh? Every single man is a little man, unless you're in this club. They are the brainstorm of everything that happens. They are the movers, the shakers. in front of them. They are, when you say it's not a conspiracy, it is. Um, it's really creepy. This used to be considered the armpit of Sonoma County. This is where they kept all the drug addicts. And Starlet Hill is actually called Heroin Hill. Um, everyone was kept here. Uh, Look, I'll, I'll tell you this. The small town of, uh, politics of Sonoma County are totally corrupted by yes. the Bohemian Grove. And it's actually big. It's Napa County. I've met quite a few of these people. Um, the prostitutes, who cares about that? That sucks. <laughs> um, but I can tell you this, that the, every sheriff you see is bought out. They have no integrity. doesn't matter if you know them on the street and they're nice and they smile at you. When it comes around Bohemian Club, everyone's bought out. These kids that are coming in with red shirts are sonora, they're just little brats, not those brats. They're coming in because they think someday they're going to be big, and they're not. Well, they're we all are. There's no one free here. We're all slaves. To continue, just as Lilith is the demonic god of Bohemian of, Grove of awesome female music. And so is Baphomet, the son of Lucifer and Lilith, the the demonic god of Freemasonry. Do you see how all these demonic occult organizations are linked together, Larry? I do. Okay, good. In modern Luciferianism, Lilith is considered a consort and or aspect of Lucifer and or an aspect of Lucifer and is identified with the figure of Babylon. She is said to come from the mud Babylon. and dust. That's what you do. Babylon. <laughs> Shut up. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And is known as the queen of the succubi. Lilith is the queen of the succubi. Mm. When she mm. and Lucifer Suck mate. dry. <laughs> <laughs> when she and Lucifer mate, they form an androgynous being called Baphomet, or the goat of Mendes. <laughs> also known in Luciferianism as the god of witches. <laughs> By the way, that source is from the Church of Lucifer. Ooh. I could go on and on, 
But now it's time to tell you a surmised version of what Alex Liberty Freedom Jones saw mm. when he broke into Bohemian Grove, according to his site, Infowars.com. <laughs> hey, I, I appreciate your excitement, Alex, but we'll get to it. <laughs> After traveling from Austin, Texas to San Francisco, Alex Jones and other members of his team, Violet Nichols and Mike Hansen, met up with British filmmakers and began a three-day investigation before attempting to enter the Grove. On July 15, 2000, Alex Jones and Mike Hansen, equipped with two hidden cam- video cameras and disguised as members of the Bohemian Club, successfully infiltrated the elite cult compound. The following detailed report of what they found is absolutely true. Now, I know how bizarre this all sounds. Just remember that this is from Alex. Just remember that we have all of this on tape in my video, Dark Secrets Inside Bohemian Grove, which has aired nationally in the United Kingdom and might air here in the U.S. unless it's suppressed. Okay. So, the priest talked about goodly tear in Babylon. Well, there's only one great owl of Babylon and godly tear. If you read your Bible or any historical document of the time. Or Harry Potter. There's some pretty dope owls in that book. True. Series. They were burning children in the Babylonian and Hmm. Canaanite kingdoms before the owl god Moloch, which is what Care is modeled after. Suddenly, again, we had initially been misdirected from the owl by the activities behind the curtains across the bank. Then they were paying attention to the owl and the priests on the island. Back on the West Bank, there was an old-fashioned river-style boat with that Grim Reaper character who had been driving the wagon, and he was pulling himself across the water with the bound body up on the bow. We brought the body. We brought the bound body to the high priest, who was waiting for it at the foot of the owl, at the bottom of large circular steps on which the owl sits. Then, in a very macabre fashion, the two black-clad priests rubbed and caressed the sacrificial body and brought it before the owl. All right, this is rem- reminding me of grade school. The body begged for its life over a speaker system. They refused its mercy. They took it up to the altar. The great owl told them to burn the body, which they called dull care, which looks like a human wrapped in black cloth. Right above the altar, there was an, a large stone lamp that was burning that they called the eternal flame. The high priest took an unlit torch and lit his torch with the flame. The, the body again begged for mercy. Uh, no, 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 no. This is no good. The high priest then Italian? <laughs> The high priest then walked down with some difficulty because the high priest was so old and lit the pyre on fire. <laughs> he began to say that he would read the signs and the remains, a deep occult tradition. This is not the Hollywood devil with red pajamas. This is the real deal. Babylon mystery religion style. Mm-hmm. The body continued to scream in pain. Suddenly all of those little metal crosses that we had seen along the bank during the day burst into flame. So I was there witnessing something right out of the medieval painter Hieronymus Bosch's visions of hell. Burning metal crosses, priests in red and black robes with a high priest in a silver robe with a red cape. A burning body screaming in pain, a giant stone, great horned owl, world leaders, bankers, media, and the head of academia engaged in these activities. It was total insanity. So the ritual ended and all the old men started breaking up and going back to the big hall in the giant redwoods. Myself and Mike Hansen hightailed it out of there, walking at a brisk pace. We encountered no resistance when we left. We walked right by guards and were out on the main road of Bohemian Avenue. It is a lot easier to get out of the grove than it is to get in, because a lot of these world leaders that you read about in the news leave the grove to go out into small town Monterio 
They go into the bars for prostitutes that are flown in from around the world to service them. Down the road, the British media was waiting to pick us up. They ask us, did you get it? Did you get it? One of the producers, John Sargent, said, you've done it, Alex. You've blown Bohemian Grove right open. Mm. And that video will be posted on our Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. And that is where we stop because we're all satiated. We're all thirsty. We all need a little bit of pop culture. It's time for the Pop Culture Minute with Josh. Sonic Sonic Boom! Boom. (laughs) (laughs) I'm proud of that. Should be. Just for the record. Did Did you mess your pants on that one? No. Then you very well should be proud. Mm. I, I feel like you'd be more memorable, though, if I did. True. <laughs> so, I don't have too much here, but again, I'm going to start off with a book. A novel called Significant Others by Armistead Maupin takes Small place <laughs> in the Bohemian Grove. Small peen is what you said. Maupin. <laughs> oh, widow, widow, peas. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> did you guys ever hear of the movie Teddy Bear's Picnic? Nobody has. It's <laughs> it's uh, Harry Shears. Oh, really? It's about an an annual. What? Encampment. By the way, that name Harry and then Shears. Are you talking about the guy what? from <laughs> The Simpsons? <laughs> you know, he actually went to Bohemian Grove. Yep, he That's attended him. it at least once. Uh, the movie is based on it. It's an annual encampment of prominent male leaders at the uh, Zambezi Glen, a thinly veiled reference to the Bohemian Grove. Zanzizi BBB. That's how I talk when I'm like three sheets of the wind. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's it, Ryan. a TV show called Lucy, the daughter of the devil. Uh, the episode was called Human Sacrifice. It was first broadcasted in on October 7th of 2007. It's set in an orgy at the Bohemian Grove. All right. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, and it's also referred Be in... nice to it. It's referred in <laughs> uh, Robert Altman's 1984 movie, Secret Honor, by, by Richard Nixon... Describing a powerful group manipulating Nixon through his political career. Which, by the way, Richard Nixon also said, it's easy to become president, but it's not easy to become the president of Bohemian Grove. Because he wanted to be the leader. I'm not a crook. It also was uh, an inspiration for Elysian Fields in season five of House of Cards. Hmm. Also, if you if you look into like secret groups, there's a movie called The Skulls. Don't watch it. It's got Joshua Jackson in it, but that's cool. Oh, I've bones. seen that. Oh, really? Yeah. Eh? John, eh. John, From what I recall, it, meh, meh. it was a very meh movie. Yep. John Kerry was in it too. So, in the Skull and Crossbone, the real one. So, so we'll uh, yeah, we'll pass on that. Okay. All right. Well, hey, you know what? It's time because, you know, usually we would go to a Yahoo Answers type segment. Yes. But today we're going to go straight with the Google reviews Mm. for Bohemian Grove. Our first review comes a week ago, actually. Next, it is from a guy named Dutch Dude, hashtag 13. 
<laughs> he says, they sure know how to handle children. Five star for loving that. And thanks for the goat mask. <laughs> <laughs> now, this was that guy, Eric Rowan. This, oh, next, <laughs> this next guy seems a little upset. An evil, sinister place for the stupid old elite Illuminati members and secret society who participate in human sacrificing. Video evidence are all of all available over the web. A place of satanic occultism. This place needs to be burnt to the ground and members imprisoned. Such a disgusting, inhumane, and monstrous place. Hopefully the place goes to hell just like its members. Now, Marty, a man of... With five stars, he rated it as two. There was a guy I dated in the 90s. He was 16 years older, a tad eccentric, into Nine Inch Nails porn novels and the green door. Hmm. Nine Inch Nails has porn novels? <laughs> Trent, I never knew. He also heard... Fuck you like an animal was this the first person, yeah. Nine Inch Dildos. This person's older, uh, respectable person that they dated. Did global government negotiations would say that he's going to Bohemian Grove two to, th- two to three times a year. Asked if I'd heard of it. No, I hadn't. He'd smile. You have no idea what's going on. At my younger age, I wonder what the heck he was saying and why he doesn't tell me. He mysteriously died in a car on the news. <gasps> I've not been there. On the news he died? That's pretty awesome. That's a way to go out, man. Right? Jenna says, what an awful place. I'm dismayed. Just such a place exists. This place needs to be burnt or blown up. There's no reason for a sick place in which sacrifices of unborn children would happen. All right. Five star review. Wow. Oh, also hey. in the last week. Hmm. All the jealous pond scum would deny who would deny people a private retreat just because they're wealthy, wishing them to grow many happy years ahead. Brandy Wilcox nice. gave it a four out of five stars and says, Was fun, but my ass is pretty sore. <laughs> <laughs> um we got a two two out of five star here. Other than the whole deciding the fate of the world thing, the catering was, dare I say, lackluster. Oh, man, that's disappointing. Right? One out of five stars from Elliot Walsh, who says, Bed's average, not happy with the lack of walking boot rental, would consider sleeping there again as long as the human is alive during the burning and the next sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Hughes says, two out of five, I lost my cheetah print Snuggie. And I know they have it in the lost and found, but were very unhelpful as I could not prove it belonged to me. They did offer me a complimentary virgin to slaughter, but honestly, I just wanted my Snuggie back. The ribs were good, though. Mm, okay. Mm, Four to five stars. Bathrooms need renovation. Other than this, that was an amazing place to get away from conspiring to take over the world. Got a few pointers on how to best, best execute animal sacrifice rituals. And I will say that the gift store has top-notch goat blood and owl pendants. Nine out of ten, just try and work on security, too. I couldn't get Dr. Ben Carson to leave my table. <laughs> One out of five. Just a bunch of men by uh, Jamie Mullaney, who's also a local guide, so he gets a big star. Just a bunch of men who make 200000 a year but are somehow millionaires who like to dance in their underpants around an altar with a wizard chanting, We are the bomb, diggity! Um, one out of five stars by this guy, Online Retard, who says, Terrible Wi-Fi, no cheese with my wine, and the sacrifice was already dead before burning. I mean, geez, no blowjobs in the morning either. Oh, that's disappointing. Terrible. One star. 
Five out of five stars. Nothing better than blowjobs and pancakes. Five out of Blow five stars from Joseph Weller Meyer, who said the human sacrifices were delightful. Ten out of ten would do again. <laughs> I got two more for you guys. The original wild man gave it a five out of five and said, did a lot of coke and ended up having sus- sex with a man in a goat mask. Ten out of ten would conspire again. Eric Rowan? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> he has been missing. It's true. This last review comes from Michael McDade, who gave it a one out of five and said, was asked to leave in a rather rude manner because I asked, quote, too many questions. Well... I always thought curiosity was a virtue, but I guess not at this establishment. Needless to say, I will not be returning. And those are your Google reviews of Bohemian Grove. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. You've been Children given, of all ages. You've been given your info. We've talked about just about all we can. So it's time for a verdict. Which means that I'm going to turn to my left and talk to a man with a beard that is so pronounced and so intense. It just needs the sands of a beach on a vacation to fill it. Joshua, what is your verdict? Now, I know everybody likes to hear the verdict before we weigh it in. So I'm going to say this. Do you think the Bohemian Grove is as evil as people let it out to be, or do you think it might just be a retreat for a bunch of rich assholes who just talk a lot of shit and say a lot of anti-Semitic things, and then unfortunately there's a lot of young white staff that probably overhear things that are really bad, but in the end they're just people who own Nestle. Yes, they're all assholes. Okay. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. I mean... They're all assholes, so yeah, they're probably talking about evil shit. So, yeah. So yes, yes, yes it's what? evil. Yes, it's evil. Yes, it's evil. Or, or, yes, yes, it's evil. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I'm gonna have to say that I yeah, of course, I think they're probably all assholes, but I don't think there's any kind of evil. There's no conspiracy. satanic stuff going on. I, I'm. I mean. I don't know. I don't I heard buy a lot of that. them like to dress up and drag, but maybe it's just they're checking. Just having out. a good time. Yeah. Hey, that's RuPaul probably there. well, yeah. And if the uh, if that's you know a super heavily guarded place, you know that's probably one place they can get away from paparazzi and media and all that. And do wife, whatever the hell they want. My wife won't judge me if I put on lederhosen. <laughs> exactly. Right. But cool. yeah, I don't think there's any you know sacrificing or the men are evil but the the intent is just to get right for 17 days exactly larry i agree with april you don't think it's any i don't think it's i think it's just a weird uh, like like they've been doing it since the 1800s so i think i know they like all the burning of owls and or whatever they're burning is just Symbolism, tradition, yes, tradition and symbolism, and mm-hmm. cares if they dress up and drag. I, I believe, yeah, I don't think there's any sort of nefarious thing going on. <laughs> Larry, what would your drag name be if you were a drag queen? Oh, that's a good question. I love that question. Um, Laura, Laura. Brian. Yeah, that's kind of a bland name, though. Yeah, it has to be something a little sassier than that. A little that. sassier, like, maybe. 
What would you name me? How about oh, that? Oh boy, what would I name you? Yeah, you would be. Oh man, cherry cheeks. Cherry cheeks. I like it. Was that a new little Debbie? Isn't that supposed to be like your first pet's name in the street you grew up yeah. on or something? So, so yeah, I, what would yours be? God, I would be um, Peachy Tuttle. What? Peachy Tuttle. Peachy Tuttle? Yep. I love it. Ryan, what well, would yours be? by that be? logic, I would be Bailey Miller. Not like it. That works. <laughs> that Bailey works. Miller. Animal's name and then street you grew up on? Yeah. Yep. First animal name and street you grew up on. Buddy 24th Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Mine would be Rocky Marlin. You know what? Oh, it works. Powerful. Because if she was to dress and yeah. drag, Rocky would be perfect. It would. Okay. <laughs> Before we all take our clothes off and start raving around the yep. room, Larry, we got to know. Did you, did you wait? You might have just waited in, actually. Oh, I did. Okay. I said I don't believe so I'll, it. I'll run this out by saying I do think a lot of evil doing goes on, but I think that there's so much there's so much reporting from that. There's so much that we know about that because of people like Alex Jones and there was a guy they that, got in there so easy. That's the thing. Like, yeah. If it was so evil, right? If it was, if it was next level, I think it would be underground. And oh, I think yeah. there's already enough underground. They wouldn't stuff, give which, the freaking address, right? Right. We'll cover that stuff when it comes and when I find it. And believe me, it's it, there's enough out there for us to go for years and years and decades and decades. So yeah. don't you worry about it, ladies and gentlemen. There is a place called Bohemian Grove. Just so you know, George Bush goes there to have sex with black boys. That's fine. He comes back. It's not fine. It shouldn't happen. But I'm just saying. Allegedly. Allegedly, there's some nefarious things. So anyways, we finished our verdict, which means it's time for us to get. Let's get quizzical. Right, ladies and gents, lady and gents. Yep. Um, Ryan really pressured me to get a quizzical here, so we had to play six degrees of quizzical because <laughs> Bohemian Grove, San Francisco art dealer. Let's talk about art. Oh, all right. I'm with it. I it thought was, it was going to be a quiz about trees. It was a founded. Ooh, I could have gone that way too. Yeah, it was right. a resort founded by artists. So yes. Makes sense. So this okay. was, was fair enough. Art. By the way, all the cabins have pianos in them. Mm. Oh, mm. I'd be sitting in there all day. Yeah. yeah. Josh would be a really big pianist. I love peen you piano. <sighs> God, these dad jokes, man. I know. <sighs> I know. I almost hung myself right there. <laughs> One of our listeners like, that was it. That was the last dead joke. I'm jumping yeah. off a bridge. Yeah, I almost hung myself like the lead singer of uh, Lincoln hey. Park. Hey! Oh. 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 Just call me Chester. Question number one. The pigment primary colors are the secondary colors of light and vice versa. So... Which one of these is a primary color of pigment instead of light? A yellow, B green, C red, D blue. Josh. Green. Mm, That's incorrect. Don't be shy. 
Ryan. Ryan. Hey. That is correct, nice. Yellow. Nice. In 1504, a 13-foot statue of whom of whom was erected in Piazza della Singoria in Florence. A. Saint Mark. B. David. C. Virgin Mary. D. Moses. Josh. Josh. B. That is correct. Nice. Ryan won. Josh won. April. Not quite on the board I yet. No, I gotta get with it. In what country did Casimir Malevich introduce a movement called Suprematism with such works as Black Square, which was literally just a black square? Hmm. A. Poland. B. Russia. C. Germany. D. United States. Josh. Josh. C. That is incorrect. April. April. Uh, Russia. That is correct. One to one to one. Was that B? Woo. Was that B? That was B. That was what I was going to well, say. Well, you didn't say it. So, question <laughs> number four. In 2005, so fairly recent here, the conceptual artist Christo installed The Gates, a series of 16-foot tall metal grates covered in orange sheets. Where did he do this? A. Berlin's Tear Garden. B. London's Hyde Park, C. New York's Central Park, or D. Paris's Bois de Boulogne. Josh. Josh. D. That is mm. incorrect. Ryan. Ryan. C. That is correct. Nice. Ryan two. Josh one. April one. Final question worth three. Three points. Unfortunately, this probably tips in the favor of Ryan. Regarded as the greatest of Greek sculptors, worked on the sculpture. I worked on the sculpture of Athena in the Parthenon and on the statue of Zeus at Olympia, which became one of the wonders of the world. Who am I? A. Pericles. B. Phidias. C. Critias. D. Menander. Josh. Ryan. Josh. A. Josh Fuck. is incorrect. <laughs> what? Oops, shit. It wasn't personally Or him, no. April. April. C. That is incorrect. Ryan. Ryan. 50-50. B. That is correct. Ryan wins it. <laughs> He's been on a winning streak. He has no been kidding. on quite a tear, even on our little uh, yeah, I quizzical it. we had on our Facebook mm-hmm. messenger. I send when I, he guessed that offense was offense. I do do the <laughs> research for these episodes, so uh, and I did live in Greece. That's why I thought you'd get it, but even your first guess was going to be incorrect. Well, yeah, <laughs> so I had to go with my other guess. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't have fun today, what the fuck are you doing yeah, listening to this could, podcast? Dum dums. Calm down. Take a deep breath. You learned a little something. Okay, you guys need to stop smoking a little bit. No shit. Or stop being chimney sweeps mm-hmm. on the weekend. So, Josh, where are you when you're not here? I'm still exiling. Uh, Stiff Joystick Podcast. It's a video game podcast you can find it on facebook twitter and soundcloud twitter. also by the way we were on the last couple episodes you should check those out right now right now mm-hmm. 
Well, I got a platinum in listening to things. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good character. Yeah. Uh, and of course, if you like wrestling history, please come join us on the Potty Slam pod cl- podcast. Pod not wow. pod class. You just, you just got a case I know, of I just the Ryan. Ryan. Case of the Ryan's. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah, but we have a lot of fun and we talk about <laughs> pretty dirty things. So yeah. don't let your children listen. No. Um, but you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Podomatic. No boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh me. Um, you like baseball history? Even if you don't, you should listen to the EFIS podcast, EFISpodcast.net. And if you haven't already liked our Facebook page, Conspiracy Therapy is everywhere that you do your social media, networking, whatever. Check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Twitter at Conspiracy T Show, which is where we post every single episode that comes out on a Monday. And don't and also, you have an instant graham cracker account? I do have an Instagram cracker. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Conspiracy Therapy. We seem to be having a lot of fun. I'm trying to post almost every day. Yes, like I'm getting more and more into it, good. and I think that that's you know gotten more interaction. You young guys are all good at the networking of social reality. Well, I am, but Josh hasn't set up an email address for his show up yet, so <laughs> no, we'll get there eventually, Mister Beard. Anyway, so. If you like our show, please search us out on on Facebook because we would love the interaction or on Twitter. We get a lot every week, but we want more. We want to see how you guys are doing. We want to know. If you can email us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com, hell, maybe you could tell us about a cryptid that you believe in or, or a story that you can tell us about a haunting that you experience. We'd love to read it on the air. We'd love to answer hmm. any of your questions. Maybe, you know what? It if it's us. good enough, maybe we could have them do a call in. For sure. Yeah. 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 I'm a pretty c- st- stiff ge- gatekeeper, though. I know. It's got to be good. You're a, hey, we're, we're all conversationalists. If anything, we like to hear a good story. So if you got something good going on up there, email yes. us at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. Like I said, also, if you want to know about any show that we're all on, because we do all these shows together, we're a big family. We're the pod family. And uh, check out Beer City Media I'm the on, pod father. Family, <laughs> on family, on Facebook and Twitter. And that's all it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, you guys, I ask this every week, and I always will, I think, till the end of time. Is there anything you guys want to throw out there before we end the show, before we say goodnight? The new Foo Fighters song is really good. Okay. All right, I'll check that Fair out. Fair enough. April? Um, anything to hold these people over until they hear your sweet, sultry voice again boy, next week? I don't, I don't think so. I made really good chicken sandwiches tonight. Nice. For yes, dinner. Yeah, they were really good. Larry? <laughs> I like a pussy after it's peed. <laughs> I, I have to agree there. Alright, so we'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy Podcast. Good night. Mama, I just killed a man. Time is come since shivers down my spine, body's aching all the time.
little silhouette of a man Scaramouche, Scaramouche, will you do the fandango? This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.